If you were here this morning, Pastor went over some of the goals, the visions, and we're, we're reaching them in Jesus' name. We truly believe that the best is yet to come. Do you believe that about your life? We've got to go through life expecting God to do greater and greater things because that's what kind of God He is, isn't He? He gets better and better. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Now, we know when we're going through this life that life is a journey. And I like something that I heard Joyce Meyer say many years ago. Life is a journey. Learn to enjoy the trip. Along the way, in this journey, we're going to have some ups and some downs, some highs and the lows. We may run into some good, bad, and ugly people. But you know what? Hallelujah! (laughs) We can still go through life as winners. Tonight, my title of my message is The Winner's Way. Do we have any winners in the house? The Winner's Way. Way And we know that it's through Him that we win. In all that we have faced through the years, and we're not here to have a sad story, sad sorry story. We are here to say, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned to trust in God. And we've always triumphed. We've had some marvelous opportunities, just like you have, some marvelous opportunities to quit, to mar- marvelous opportunities to feel defeated. But guess what? We have chosen to pass them on by and to keep on moving. Hallelujah. And to trust the Lord to get to the other side of it. And guess what? I can see you're all still here. We're still standing. And we're not standing still. We're pressing on and we're moving forward. I guess this scripture would have to be one of my favorites. Since I was probably a a teenager, I love this scripture. And that's why I put it in the King James Version up there because that's the one I learned it in. And it just stuck in my heart. 2 Corinthians 2, chapter 14 would have to be one of my signature scriptures. Now... Thanks be unto God. And this is a part that rings true in my spirit every time I read it. Read it with me. Which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And he maketh manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. Don't you love that? Through Christ, he always causes us to triumph. Who doesn't like to win? Who doesn't like to triumph? Who doesn't like a winner? If I'd been on the ball, I would have been like Pastor this morning. He showed some excellent video clips. If you weren't here, you could go online and watch that when it's posted. But this past week, wasn't it? There was a horse named American Pharaoh. Right? American Pharaoh. And he won the triple crown, which no horse has done For 37 years. I'm not into horse racing, but all I can say is yay horsey. That's great. That's awesome. People were thrilled. People were excited. There were posts all over Facebook about this accomplishment of this horse. And like I said in the beginning, right now the Warriors are playing the fifth game in this series, trying to get closer 
to being the national championship. National, is that what it is? Well, they're going to win. Whatever. They're going to be champions. They already are. So they're getting closer. And because that they're in this playoff, stand up, Reuben. There's warrior mania everywhere. Look at this shirt. I'm in the grocery store, and I, they're selling warrior stuff in the grocery store. Driving down the freeway, and there's flags all over people's cars. You know, it's awesome. Why is that? Because people like to identify with a winner. People get on a bandwagon. When somebody's doing something great and it looks like they're about to accomplish something awesome, go team, go horse, whatever it is. Winners, we want want to identify with a winner. Well, guess what? You're sitting next to a winner. Turn to the person sitting next to you and say, Hey, you're a winner. (laughs) Say it back to them. Hey, I'm a winner too. Now say it to yourself. Hey, you're a winner. How can we boldly say that? I hope you boldly said that. Do it again to yourself. Hey, you're a winner. How can we boldly say that? Not because of us, but because of Him. How can we boldly say about Heart of the Bay that 33 years have been awesome, but the best is yet to come? God's given us a vision, and it shall be fulfilled. How can we boldly say that? Because the Bible says over in Psalms, Psalms 127, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain who builds it. Heart of the Bay was not man's idea. It was the heart of the Father that this church should be established in the Bay Area. I know Pastor Nancy, many others were contending for this church to be here. Hallelujah. We're winners in Him. Heart of the Bay is a trophy of God's goodness, His grace, and His faithfulness. Now, the scripture I read in 2 Corinthians 2.14, I want to read it out of the Amplified. Now, thanks be unto God, there it is again, which always, I just love that word, always leads us, which always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory. Hallelujah. And through us spreads the, and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. Hallelujah. Now, a key word in that passage that stands out to me is always. And you know, I like to just go look up words because the English language is interesting. A word can have several different meanings to it. But always, this is what it said. Always, at all times. Makes sense, doesn't it? On all occasions, and I like this, in every instance, without exception. I really like that one. So you can look at it like this, but thanks be unto God who without exception leads me in triumph. 
That means there's not anything that we can face that His grace, His power, and His ability isn't greater than. Who always, without exception, leads us into triumph. Isn't that good? Without exception. Everything, at all times. Listen to this illustration. You might relate to this very a little bit better. Every means nothing left out. Let's say you went home tonight. Now, don't get hungry and check out on me, but you went home tonight and somebody had given you or you stopped and picked it up on the way an apple pie. I like apple pie. And you were so hungry, you said, okay, I'm going to eat a piece. Well, that wasn't enough. So you ate another piece and another and another. And you're like, whoa, this pie is so good that after you had eaten the whole pie, you you lifted up the pan and you licked out every crumb. That's the definition of all, of everything being consumed. There's not even a crumb left. No evidence that the pie was ever in that pan. But that's what Jesus Christ has done for us. He has given us complete victory in every situation without exception. There's not even a crumb of defeat left when we go through something that reminds us, no, he said, I'm going to just completely, absolutely, always cause you to triumph. There's an account in the Old Testament, one of my favorite little Sunday school accounts. This is an awesome account, though. It's not just for Sunday school teaching. Daniel chapter 3 We'll just highlight a few of these verses. It's where this account is found. Have you ever heard the story of the three Hebrew children? Shadrach, Meshach, and then my little brother Randy, it's his son that's going to be coming through to visit us. My little brother used to say, because my mom would read us these stories at nighttime, Shadrach, Meshach, and to bed we go. Because it was, you know, a bedtime story. But it's not just a bedtime story. This is an awesome account of the delivering power of God. So in this account, King Nebuchadnezzar had made this ruling that no one in the land was to worship any other god. Daniel was one of these guys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were Hebrew children, Hebrew boys that had been taken captive and were in this land. But they were still worshiping their God. Hallelujah. So anyway, this king made the decree. Now, we're not going to have that. You're not going to worship any other God. So he found out that they were praying to the Lord their God. Oh, he got angry. And he said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to throw them into a fiery furnace. This was not a little bonfire. It wasn't the kind of fire that you set around and roast marshmallows over. This was a hot, heated furnace. So hot, the Bible says, that the soldiers who threw them in fell down dead from the heat. That's pretty hot. That's like 
really hot. And so they threw him in there. And the king's sitting back and he's waiting for their flesh just to melt off of their bones because the fire was so hot. But into his amazement, instead of them being burned and consumed, he looks and he's like, they're walking around in there like they're at the beach. And they're in the midst of a fiery furnace. And then he blinks and he goes, what? Surprise! They're not alone. Let's just read a few of these verses. Verse 25, he says in the, in the New King James, the king says, Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth, say it with me, is like the Son of God. That deserves a shout. Woo! Hallelujah! Derive some encouragement from that verse right now. If you are in the midst of a fiery trial, I can guarantee you it's not any hotter than the furnace that these guys were thrown into, but they were not consumed. First of all, get encouraged and get happy. You're not in it alone. There's a fourth man in the midst of whatever you're facing and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, just like he did for them, he will bring you out of whatever you're in. You might feel right now that there's some bondages of the enemy trying to bind you up. Maybe it's sickness and disease. Maybe it's a a marriage problem. Perhaps it's in the area of your finances. I don't care what it is. The enemy comes to bind us up. He comes to try to take our freedom and our liberty away that we have in Christ. But when I read read this yesterday, I just saw this afresh and anew. Their bonds were loosed. All that the fire did to them was burn off their bands. Jesus is in the midst of that test with you. Jesus is in the midst of whatever you are facing. And don't for a minute think that you have to be bound by any of the enemy's lies, bound by sickness, bound by any kind of mental torment. Jesus is here tonight. He wants to burn off any kind of bondage that the enemy may try to bring our way. And don't you love it? Not, the king didn't just look down there and say, well, there's four, four, men, four men in there. Turn the furnace off. No, I like it. It said there was no hurt on them. He brought them out in style. He's going to bring you out in style. He's going to bring us out through whatever we may be going through as more than a conqueror. Everybody say, I'm more more. than a conqueror. Not this kind of attitude. Woo! We barely made it through that. Woo! We were almost fried. I felt like I was a crispy 
critter. Have you ever said I'm crispy around the edges? Listen, we're not supposed to be fried. We're not deep fried Christians. We're not supposed to be crispy. We're not supposed to come out of anything that we've gone through even smelling like smoke. Look at this verse. Which one is it? Verse 27. And the, the administrators, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. Woo! The attacks of the devil have no power over us. And look at this. The hair of their head was not even singed nor were their garments affected. The smell of smoke was not even on them. When you're going through something, it, ought, it shouldn't be this kind of a thing where some, you know somebody's going through something and you walk up to him and you go, Joe, you stink. You smell like smoke, bro. What are you going through? You've been through a hard time this week? No, that's not the way it's supposed to be, you know. Or walk over to Bertha and say, Whoa, Bertha, your hair looks a little singed. It's been a tough week, hasn't it? You've been in the fire. No, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Anybody in here, Teresa, you got acrylic nails? You walk up to somebody, maybe they have acrylic nails, and you're like, Oh, my word, your nails, they're melted. You've been in the fire this week. You know what? Acrylic nails do catch on fire. Don't ask me how I know. I do know. They are not... Fire and acrylic nails are not a good match. Candles, fireplaces. I did it once. I reached in the fireplace and whoops. But these Hebrew children, they came out of the fiery furnace without their hair being singed, without their clothes smelling like smoke. They came out with the smell all right, but it was the smell of victory. They could have licensed a new cologne that day, owed to victory. They came out smelling like deliverance. Smelling like Jesus. They've been hanging out with Jesus, the fourth man in the fire. And you know whoever you hang out with sometimes, if they're wearing a strong cologne, if it's your husband or, or your wife, that's who you should be getting close to. And it rubs off on you. You start smelling like who you hang out with. These guys came out of the fiery furnace smelling like Jesus. Smelling like victory. Hallelujah. And it was a testimony. Remember that scripture we read in 2 Corinthians 2.14? That we are to spread the knowledge of God everywhere. Just by the fragrance on our lives. The fragrance of His goodness. The fragrance of His love, the fragrance of His sweet presence will cause His knowledge to spread to people that we come into contact with. 
And this is what happened here in verse 29. I mean, the first part of it, the king got really serious about not uh, having any laws about them worshiping God. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, any nation or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. That's pretty radical. And their houses shall be at ash heap. Why? Because, now read this last part with me. This is the good part. Because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Time for another shout. Woo! Our God is mighty to deliver. Our God is mighty to save. All these years that we've been pastoring, all the years that you may have been walking with the Lord, I'm sure many of you, just like we have, you've walked through some things. But our testimony is, our God is mighty to deliver. There is no God like our God. I'm a trophy of His goodness, of His grace, and of His mercy. Amen? You know, if the Lord Jesus were to have a trophy case, we'd be in it. We all, you know, you like trophies. Do you all like trophies? I like trophies. I'm telling you, some people really like trophies. If you went to their house, and I'm not judging, but they might have a trophy case full of little, little plastic, little cheap, little plastic trophies of when they won Little League in the third grade. Do you have all your trophies, Reuben? I know he was a good athlete. Why? Because we won. It's awesome to keep your trophy. Or, you know, you may still like to talk about, perhaps, when you won the city championship in basketball in the eighth grade. Not talking about anybody in particular, but, you know, you like to tell the story over and over again of how you won the city championship in the eighth grade. Yay. You know, it's an accomplishment. And if you've got a trophy, maybe you have a trophy or a ribbon for winning ballet or a piano recital or, or whatever, the spelling bee or something, you know? And we like to hold on to these things. We like to treasure those things. It's fine to have a little trophy case with all these things in it. But Jesus has a trophy case. He said that we are trophies of His goodness. We are trophies of Christ's victory. And in that trophy case, there's a picture of you and there's a picture of me. Hallelujah! We are trophies! Are you been bad? Do you, do you have a picture of when you were in the... Would you like to share it with the rest of the class? A picture of when you won in the eighth grade? <laughs> It's okay. (laughs) It's good to be a winner. But Jesus has called us all winners. We're talking tonight about the winner's way. We're walking in it. When you come into the family of God, you are walking in the way of 
a winner. Amen. Let's look at some scriptures over here. If the front row can get it together down there. I'll preach over here. You guys have been a lot nicer, more attentive. How you doing over here? Rick, Lloyd, God bless you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 in the Amplified. Hi, Mish. All right. Good. This is a good group over here. We call all these chairs full of people that are as attentive as this little group over here. Yes, God bless them. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 15, 57 in the Amplified. Let's read this together. But thanks be to God who gives us what? What did he give us? Hallelujah. Making us conquerors through our Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't just make us conquerors. Guess what? We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. He has always caused us to win. And how, look how it says, who gives us the victory. Jesus is the victor. He got it for us and he gives it to us. Listen to these definitions. Victor is one who vanquishes or defeats an adversary. And I like this definition of victory. To conquer, to overcome, to triumph. Hallelujah. Is that you? That's who we are. Turn to your neighbor. We've already said they were a winner. Turn to him now and say, you are a victor. We got the victory. Hallelujah. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, can you handle a few more scriptures? How about 1 John chapter 5, verse 4? Did I just read that? No. 1 John 5, 4 in the Amplified. For whatsoever, could as well said whosoever, is born of God. What are we talking about? Who is, what are we? We're born of God. We are victorious over the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Jesus didn't say that we weren't going to have any trouble in the world. As a matter of fact, he said in the book of John, in the world, you're going to have some trouble. But he didn't end there. He didn't say sit down and cry and get all upset about all the trouble. No. He said in this world you're going to have some tribulation. You're going to have some trouble. But then the rest of the verse says, But be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. And he says right here, For whatsoever, Jesus said, Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And then he goes on and he says here, Whatsoever, whosoever is born of, the, of God is victorious over the world. Hallelujah. Well, I might be happier than you are, but I'm happy about that. Anybody else happy about that? Got a question for you. So how do we walk in this victory? How do we live as more than a conqueror? How do we step in to, to this winner's way? The winner's way. Well, first of all, we've got to get born again. Yeah. How do we get born again? By faith. For man believeth in the heart, he confesses with the mouth. For by grace are you saved by faith. It's by faith. How do we please God? How do we walk in this way? 
we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's pleasing unto the Lord. How do we tap into this victory? We meditate on these verses like I just read. And we say, thank God, I'm more than a conqueror. Thank you, Jesus. You always cause me to triumph. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I'm victorious in every situation. We say what the Word has said about us. That's how we walk in it. We meditate on it. And then we speak it. And then we do it. And we will have the results that the Word of God promises. Amen? How do we handle these feelings that may come opposite the Word of God? Have you ever gotten up on a certain day and you didn't feel like a winner? Have you ever gotten up and you didn't feel like an overcomer? Have you ever gotten up and the thoughts were coming? Don't get out of bed today. If I were you, just pull the sheets right over your head and stay in bed. It's going to be a bad day. You see it's raining out there. Oh, this is happening. That's happening. You turn on the TV. There's gridlock on the freeway that you got to get on. I'm just going to stay home today. No, that's not what we do. We, we combat those feelings with the Word of God. We begin to speak to ourselves. The world calls it self-talk. We begin to say what the Word says about us. Feelings, you're not going to dominate, dominate me. One of our spiritual fathers, he used to say, I feel great, I feel fine. Body, fall into line. That's your spirit man dominating. That's your spirit man saying, you're a winner. Rise up on the inside. You've got to rise up on the inside and it's going to show up on the outside. We do it by faith. I love something that I believe it was Mark Hankins said. I'm not sure if it originated with him, but he said this about faith because we're talking about if you're going to be a winner, you're going to have to speak faith-filled words because faith-filled words dominate the law of sin and death. Faith-filled words dominate negative thoughts. Faith-filled words will cause your body to come into line. This is something that he said. Faith shouts and rejoices and is glad. Faith shouts. Some of y'all write that down. Y'all practice it. It would be better than just writing it down. Faith shouts. Faith rejoices. And faith is glad. Why? Because we see the end result. We don't see what it looks like today. We see how it's going to turn out. He's going to cause us. Well, as our scripture in 2 Corinthians, he's going to always cause us to triumph. We have a reason to shout. I was in bondage, but God brought me out. The Hebrew children were in a fiery furnace, but God brought them out. Do you think they just kind of strolled out and said, well, that was, that was something. I think they came out of there going, woo, woo, our God is mighty to deliver. I got a reason to shout. I was in bondage and God brought me out. Hallelujah. We got a reason to shout about what the Lord has done in 
the Bay Area the past 33 years. What's happened in this church? It's not everything that's going to happen. But we start by being thankful for what the Lord has done. It's the same in your life. You might not be where you want to be, but thank God you aren't where you used to be. Glory to God. Something to shout about. I got a reason to shout. Let me read you a couple of shouting verses. And then we're going to, you know, some of you may not want to, but we're going to praise the Lord. I mean, if all you can do is smile, that'd be awesome. If you can raise your hands, that'd be even better. If you can open your mouth and whoo, shout unto the Lord, that'd be great. But let me read you some verses so you know this is totally scriptural. Psalms 47, verse 1 and 2. Oh, clap your hands. All you people, look to the person next to you, even if it's a few seats over. Are they a people? Well, then say, this is talking about you. How about over here in this section? Are you guys people over here, Paul, Louisa? Yep, yep, I thought so, okay. Oh, clap your hands. All you people. Woo, all right, very good, very good, class. Yay. Then look at this next line. Shout. To the God with the voice of triumph. Woo! 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 Hallelujah! Why can we shout? I like the next verse. Verse 2. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. Is the Lord awesome? Well, then I think we ought to shout again. Woo! Lord, you are great. You are awesome. Hallelujah. And then another verse. In the Amplified, it says, oh, clap your hands. Woo-hoo. Here we go again. Clap your hands. All you people, shout to God with the voice of triumph. And then it adds a line. And songs of joy. I'm glad in this church that we don't sing songs of sorrow and sadness. Songs of joy. Hallelujah. Rejoicing. Can you handle one more scripture? And then PT, can you, Mish, whoever, whoever's going to help, can you all make your way up here? We're going we're gonna to do some shouting. We're going to sing some songs of joy. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 95 verse 1. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. That's a scripture that I can stand on to sing. Because in the natural, I don't have a singing voice. No comment. (laughs) But I can make a joyful noise to the rock of my salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. So we've heard songs of joy. Now it's songs of praise. The next verse, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Everybody stand. Hallelujah. Before we start singing, we're going to just do what these verses said. We don't have to have music. Everybody stand. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Let's lift our voice. 
Hallelujah. Let's praise the God of heaven and earth. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. You are worthy. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Oh, we 